Friday afternoon deploys just trying not to get murdered in the parking lot after answering an ad on Craigslist. as it ships off to the the great farmlands of the north. I think that's a great way to start start the show is about putting your Ram Charger out to pasture. Yeah. So I am a collector of old SUVs, 80s models SUVs, because they're tanks, but they're cooler, mm-hmm. except they're not... Wait, do you have more? Well, I've had more. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have a collection. You collect one at a time. I do. I collect one at a time. <laughs> that's, uh, that's very responsible. I, I'm a monog- <laughs> I am a monogamous collector <laughs> of 80s model SUVs. I had a Land Cruiser mm. for quite a while. I've had this Ram Charger for a while. Um, they are practically indestructible except for any plastic piece on them, mm. which unfortunately is a considerable amount. Mm. This is the whole no, dashboard. Even yeah. in the 80s. Well, yeah. And, and yeah. None, of, none of which are actually, or rubber for that matter, none of which with the exception of like the hoses are structurally significant, um, but they, they just, re- like those older vehicles just require maintenance all the time and not ha- heavy maintenance. It's like generally I would spend two hours and 50 bucks a month working on a vehicle I had paid off. Mm-hmm. But it was the stress of when something going to happen. Yeah. And when it happens, it's always like, it's always the chance that this could be a huge deal or this could be negligible. Like code without unit tests. Exactly. Mm. And so I drove in a, co- I drove in a car that was code without unit tests. Zero test coverage. For a very long yeah. time. <laughs> or not a very long time, like three years. That's not a very long time, but still. Mm. And so um, I was like, okay, I need more stability. So I, I got a newer truck. Put this on Craigslist and Facebook, and uh, got a hit on uh, Craigslist from a guy that asked me a couple questions, and then went straight to e- negotiations via email. Mm. And I was like, "Hey, dude, you ever bought anything before? That's not how this works. You yeah. literally haven't even seen it. You don't even know I have this thing." Um, I said in my head, um, but I continued to engage him. And then finally, we got on a price that we both agreed on. And he said, "Excellent. I'll I'll contact you with the details tomorrow." And I was like, "Huh?" Mm. And he gave a phone number. I look up the phone number. It's in Big Lake, Alaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, and come to find out, this gentleman lives in Big Lake, Alaska. And I'm just getting the visual. Yeah, if you're going to say which which part of Alaska is that? Because that's near, a, it's that's near Wasilla. He does business <laughs> in Wasilla. Alaska is huge. I'm thinking. Yeah, in I have no idea time. where we, that is. We either. all know Wasilla. I don't even know where Anchorage is. I literally. I know Googled. it's in Alaska. <laughs> Never mind. You don't want to know what I Googled. Yeah. Uh, all right, I got it. <laughs> no, I never do. I'm looking at Big can, Lake. Can you see Russia from Big Lake, Alaska? Uh, <laughs> no. That's what you, that's what you Googled. Uh, <laughs> no. I Googled Big Lake visual. Um, mm. uh, <laughs> not, far from Anch- not far from Anchorage if there were a bridge here. Uh, ah. But there's not, so it's quite far as, from Anchorage. As, as the crow flies, <laughs> exactly. it's very close. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Um, they travel by barge. It's, Big Lake is to Anchorage as Russia is to Sarah Palin's house. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if she 
could have gotten away with I could see Anchorage from my from porch. I'm not sure where she was at. Wasilla, uh, which is a, very close to Big Lake. This is a big fucking state. I mean, oh, yeah. I know everyone yeah. knows it, it that. It is the size like, of yeah. the yeah. western half of the U.S. Yeah, yeah. could fit in yeah. Alaska. It's enormous. And he, so, you know what? I, I made a joke about about your car driving up Denali. Uh, it's one of the larger settlements near Denali National Park. So it's quite possible it'll yeah. go up there. Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. So yeah, I so I instantly go into uh, computer guy mode and mm-hmm. find out who this guy is and do all kind of research on him. And turns a, out he's a get a browser fingerprint on. Oh him. yeah, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. he is exactly who he says he is. He's fairly transparent online, thankfully, and probably mm-hmm. more transparent than he realizes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like I've got a good profile on him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know who this guy is. I trust him, and everything checks out. And so I've been going through the process, and and turns out he loves these Ram Chargers. His dad had this exact model with the same color and everything, and. He can't buy used vehicles very easily in Alaska because of all the rust problems. Mm-hmm. So he's actually like, because he's a successful businessman and has the ability to do it, he looks for used vehicles in the U.S. like in the in the in the con- on the continent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the continental say, U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that don't have rust damage and are typically like away from coastal areas or mountainous areas because those will also get rust damage. And then he buys them and has them shipped up, and he he just bought in a boat that way and stuff. And so, um, we're this whole time that we've been like dancing this dance of "Are you frauding me? Yeah. Are you frauding me? I'm not frauding you. Are you frauding me? Yeah. And so we've we've like there's been a, a slight tension, although we've both been like he's been really great to work with, uh, but it's just like such a crazy kind of situation. And I mean, there I definitely couldn't think of a more awesome place for my Ram Charger to end up than Alaska. Yeah. Um, so, but he's got we've got to the point where he's actually. And he said he was going to do this early on because I'm pretty sure he's just getting way out in front of any kind of fraud smell. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, I'm going to send you the check for the full price and you put it in your bank. And when your bank says you're good, let me know and I'll come get my guy to pick it up and bring it up to me. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And uh, so we're at the point now where I've gotten his check and I've put it in my bank and my bank's cleared it to me but then my bank said yeah you probably don't want to touch that for about two weeks though mm. because if something happens we can ask for that money back and mm. like, that's a terrible thing if you do that to people mm. like this is why people hate banks yeah. why don't you just not give it to me god damn it until it's actually mine this, this is why this is why we're going to end up with like actual blockchain yeah currency. we need bitcoin because of this banks exactly. are fucking up so yeah. and they're like well he could have wired it for 150 dollars or something stupid mm-hmm. but then so, uh, so I'm like, okay. So I told, I tell him, hey, just so you know, my bank says two weeks, and he's like, oh, okay. Well, are you still all right? He's scared of scaring me off. Right. I'm scared of scaring him off. We're like, okay, yeah, everything's cool. And I, I get a text from him this morning saying, hey, looks like everything cleared on my end. Did it clear on your end? I said it did, but as I pointed out, my bank said not to touch it for two weeks, even though it's going to show up magically. They're going to give me fake money, mm-hmm. uh, a significant portion of it, enough to buy a car with, and. Uh, I, so I was like, "Can you give me proof that it cleared your bank?" So I've now he, I've now received a letter that he got from his bank, a picture of a letter, a picture of a letter. Mm. Aha! Uh-huh. There, and it, yeah. this is the first time, I, like my spidey sense is not tingled very often. I've been very aware. Mm-hmm. This, based on literally everything else, I have confidence in this letter. Based on just this letter, I have zero confidence. Yeah. Mm. Smelly. Uh, 
uh, and, and like I can't confirm the guy who signed the letter very well, which I mean, he's the business man, partner manager at a Wells Fargo in Wasilla, Alaska. So the fact that he's not just digitally everywhere is uh, not too surprising. Mm. Um, but yet here I am. You'll be pleased to know that Wasilla is a scant two and a half miles from Big Lake. There you go. I've got it on a map here. Uh, so, did you um, so so when you when you put the ad on Craigslist, mm-hmm. did you include as almost seen in the uh, HBO series True Crime? I did not. If I have to, if this <laughs> oh, falls through, yeah. and I have to sell it, I will say uh, True Crime adjacent. An 87 Ram Charger. Mm-hmm. Almost. Almost yeah, appeared on. I, I, had to yeah. a, I had to get. Went, a, I had to show this, up for my first car, day at work. This car yeah. went to a, to a <laughs> casting call. Uh, it didn't go to a casting call? It didn't make it to the casting call. It, was, it really it was, was your first day here? Uh, it, yes. Mm-hmm. Like my choice were go to work for the first day at Lofty or yeah. go be on the HBO show. That's a tough call. And the HBO show yeah. uh, would only pay me one time, um, which hmm. would be like a, a seemingly... In, like not insignificant amount I would have made, but it certainly wouldn't have made up for a a, a reliable a, a job. year of employment. <laughs> yeah, you right. should have said something. Yeah, uh, it yeah. wasn't worth it. We did we did doctor pay for like three weeks, but I, we'd have made it happen. Yeah, we'd have made it happen. Uh, so my well, uh, I also found out my friend, the guy I bought this car from, he got into it, but then he never made it. Like they never he didn't he made the cutting room floor. But no. He had a lot of vehicles. This yeah. guy collects vehicles. He had a lot of vehicles. They kept calling him to come drive his truck through a frame. And right. he's like, man, I can't just keep taking off work to come Let's drive come around the block five times and make 150 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he eventually had to just like, he just like sent HBO to voicemail because he was tired of having to drive. God, it's HBO he's again. Uh, it's like, want, a, like a robo dialer. in a show. Uh, a robo dialer that you recognize the number for. Uh, so you're waiting for. So I'm waiting for a call. If I get a phone call from, from the guy at the, the Wasilla, yeah. Alaska, I called. I called Fargo the guy branch. in Wasilla to just confirm, like, hey man, what's your name? Ooh, mm. <laughs> where do you live? I'm gonna have to grill him because I can't get internet him to, verify. Get him, him. Well, no, that's not gonna work. No one ever. <laughs> I would. Never. I tried calling the bank too. The bank, and this is the number I get off the internet. So it's not like he gave me a fake number for a fake bank. The the number I get off the internet, they don't answer their phone. Mm. We but, should, but it's God very common. It. It's very common for banks to not answer. I took their the phone. I took the physical phone out of this room. We should totally be calling them on the show right now. Yeah, I mean, and, I could put it on speakerphone, verify. Yeah, let's yeah, give him a shot. Let's do it. Let's give him a shot, man. You want me to mic it? Here we go. Of course, I'm going to hold it up. Hey, I'm gonna you hold, mic it. Yeah, yeah. it's all up right. to the mic. I've got the. I've called the number all four times so far. Okay, so here it'll go. This is not Paul of so. Uh, this is not that other guy's. Yeah, the name I dropped is a different name. Okay, it truly is. Got it. Uh, this is if no you, person. This is a bank itself. I'm calling. But you're going to ask for the person, but that's fine. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll bleep it out in post. Yeah. Are they on Pacific time? Is that a dumb question? Keep going over. <clears throat> Way further. That's what I was thinking. It's just like one o'clock in the afternoon there. Hmm. It's one thirty. What bank doesn't answer the phone? I don't know. My bank didn't answer the phone. Because hmm. his original idea what was banks up to they have all our money. That's what I'm saying. They won't pick up. And they're just, they're just hanging out. <laughs> exactly. They're hanging out and they're eating all the lollipops while nobody's there. Yeah. Someone owes me twenty bucks. I expect them to answer. The they're phone. like nobody. Nobody ever calls to give us money. They walk through the door to do that. So, so that's easy out. though. They'll take yeah. money from anyone. Yeah. yeah. You don't even have to prove you own it. But that's why they. Oh, I think that's yeah. why. Yeah. Is it no one calls? Ooh. Hmm. What is that? That's the robo like 
welcome to the all Wells Fargo automated. Thanks system. for calling Alaska. You're yeah. on the line well, with thank, Wells Fargo somewhere else. Thanks for calling a Wells Fargo bank that <laughs> you have uh, no affiliation with. Hang on, I'm pulling him up on Street View. <laughs> Hang up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jokes on you. So yeah. that call. <laughs> so there's a Wells Fargo. There's a, there's a Wells Fargo bank and appears to be like a strip mall. Mm. Here, I can give you the address at the at the corner of Parks Highway and nope, not that uh, one. East Palmer Wasilla Highway, nope, not that one. Well, mm-hmm. see, it's it's off of that. There's He's on a, there's a West here. West Parks, East East. Okay, West Parks. Yeah, it goes on both sides of it. There's mm. that, uh, and there's That's, two Wells Fargo ATMs. They've got Wasilla, Alaska locked down. Mm. Oh man, Fargo. oh yeah, I think yeah, yeah. They have the monopoly. Of mm. financial institutions. Harvest hasn't made it up there But yet. I can't get one to answer the phone. So I know that you went deep on the individual buying the car. Did you go deep on the person who signed the bank letter? Try to. That guy's a lot harder to find. Mm. And his last name, uh, ready to beep it in post? Yeah. D- is Quit a it. little Whoa. too Quit suspect. It. No, dude, that's Quit like it. that's like signed by Turd Ferguson. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> like signed by Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Hello, this is Scrooge. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the Wells Fargo here. It's a ghost town. It's a sham operation. There's not a car in this parking lot. Well, oh. there's five cars in Wasilla. Yeah, <laughs> they're all at Sarah Palin's. Uh, wow. They all use helicopters there. And that's. That's penny, pretty penny interesting. Penny farthing bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good on the rocks, the mm. penny farthing. Nope. Uh, as I say, look up and see if... Dem- uh, well, I shouldn't repeat it. Well, we've we've it said again. it twice now. We're going to yeah. have to beep it twice. Uh, if, mm. <laughs> that's yeah, going to ruin oh, that we'll, joke. We will say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get why that was so funny. But well, how do we describe that? Uh, His name sounds like, like a portmanteau. Of stupid of, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stupid guy. It's basically, basically as it if is. his name was last name was stupid yeah. guy. If you ran it through, a, if you took the syllables apart and ran it through a thesaurus, you would get stupid. Yeah, guy. and say turn stupid guy into a last name, mm-hmm. you would get this guy's last name, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. I, there are other people with that last name, hmm. and I've confirmed that this person. So there is with, a real name. It, it is a real name, hmm. and he does live in Alaska. In, in Wasilla. So this is a real person. Right. But con- I haven't I'm, been able to tie him to Wells Fargo. I'm continuing no. my forensics here, and there's something that's not adding up. Mm. Mm. This Wells Fargo is in the same parking lot as Walgreens and has Western Union, and he could have just sent you cash. Right there. $150. When he went to see Mr. <laughs> um, stupid guy. Uh, he, he could have he could so have. much editing. <laughs> this will be the first podcast we actually have. To uh, edit. You, you won't be able to derive it from dumb guy. Um, yeah, Mister Stupid Guy. Uh, he could have just dropped the money in Western Union cash transaction. Mm. Done and done. You well, Mister Stupid Guy is not the guy who bought the vehicle. I know, I know. I'm just saying that when he went to get this letter from from Stupid Guy from his banker at Wells Fargo, he was right next to Western Union. He's already. I already have his money. I don't know. That's the thing. Like you I, don't know once, that, once I put that right, yeah. I, I presume yeah. we both presume that mm-hmm. I have his money. This mm-hmm. is turning into one of those uh, conspiracy theory podcasts, which is great because those are trending right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing really well. Conspiracy goes in the t- the metadata tags of this one. Yeah. Totally. Oh For yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's not even false advertising. Nope. Mm, no. Legit. Because we're, we're like I I do feel like I'm trying to figure out like was was there a shooter on the lawn. Mm-hmm. 
Because if so, it's 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 stupid guy. It's yeah. definitely a stupid guy. He's is the stupid guy on the is, is on the mound. Yeah, right, right. He's the right. puff of smoke my, over the grassy yeah, knoll. Exactly. My uh, buyer, my buyer's up in the book in the book the deposit, Texas repository. Book depository, yeah. uh, <laughs> but there's a guy on the lawn, and I've got to track him. He's down. just a patsy, Tyrell. He's just a wait, patsy for wait, the banker. But, who, but who's the CIA in this scenario? Well, that's. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wells Fargo, <laughs> Craigslist. <laughs> no, Craigslist is never the CIA. No. no. Uh, all right. Well, uh, the 4chan of commerce. I find uh, this very interesting <laughs> because I think that this is a predisposition uh, that we have as as uh, people who grew up on the internet, mm. um, which is that we are willing to transact with randos on the internet at all because generations previous to us, if, I mean, fuck my dad. Up until like before I started Lofty, I worked remote for a lot of companies. I'd be like, Dad, I got this new job with this company in DC. And he'd be like, Huh? Make sure they pay you. I'm like, Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how jobs work. <laughs> you know? And he's like, Yeah, but you know, I mean, you got to make sure that it's not like a scam or something like that. It's like a fucking dad. It's like a, there's 1,500 people that work for this yeah. company. Like, I, I've been there. Like, I'm just saying. Because like make right, sure that check comes right right up, right up to that point was like all the work from home like over the mail kind yeah. of jobs you know fill full envelopes full of letters yeah and, and put stamps on stuff so from my dad's perspective it was like you got one of them internet jobs kind of like you know yeah you, yeah your packet envelope yeah for, for well or, or just that. just like anything else on the internet yeah. you know like uh, yeah you run an internet business kind of deal and so uh, so we have you know, a step past that generation, a willingness to deal at all, but also an immense skepticism, uh, probably stemming from, um, how, how many untruths, uh, we're personally responsible for <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. We know how easy uh, yeah, it we is. We know how easy it is. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've seen 4chan. Uh, yeah. and so I, I, I don't yet have a sock puppet Twitter account, but I've Considered it. I had this is this is bringing to mind a, a story of um so so a neighbor that lived across the street from me that no longer lives there, which is really great. Mm. Um, she was not uh, a kind neighbor. She would uh, you know call the cops on you if you let your grass get like four inches long or something. Mm. And um, totally under their jurisdiction too. Yeah, and and they send you a letter going like, uh, we'll cut that for you and charge you for it <laughs> if you if you don't cut it. And, uh, so they referred it to the city then. Yeah. yeah. yeah hey, that's yeah. A, what, what was the fee though? That might have been a good deal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's twenty bucks. Is that market rate? Right? No, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It was no <laughs> marked no. up a little bit. Yeah, marked up. Marked up, marked up like yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, she uh, the the there was um, so there's a Facebook group for the neighborhood, and uh, she was inquiring about joining said Facebook group, and the moderators were like, cool. Uh, what's your address? We need to prove that you're a real person <laughs> that lives on the street. And she was like, I don't give out my address on the internet. And uh, Did you give out your address to a phone book? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Or to anyone that drives by your house? Or, it, it was, is it, was it on your joke. check that you hand to every cashier? It, exactly. <laughs> it was a joke going around because then, uh, you know, um, my... Uh, mm, yeah, one of the moderators. <laughs> stick with that one. Uh, <laughs> one of the moderators uh, like did some investigating and then was like, "Oh, here's here's your address, though." Like, yeah. oh, oh there's, Alaska. There's an Alaska phone there call. We'll we'll know we'll Guns know shortly. Speak. It's the CIA. It's the CIA. Yeah. The CIA is the CIA in this story. Turns <laughs> <laughs> out, you know, one for one to one. Yeah, uh, CIA is always so the she CIA. wouldn't she wouldn't give out but her she wouldn't address. give out her address uh, except it was already out there. She just 
just didn't know it. And so that's, you know, that's, that's an interesting thing about the previous uh, generation that, you know, there's, there's some stuff that applied like leading up to the internet that doesn't really apply now. Like sure over the phone, maybe don't give out your, your address yeah. or something, but uh, I mean, I'm not going to email you my there. credit card number, but that's just cause I know that shit's not encrypted. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it reminds me, I see all the time, um, people posting pictures of cars on the internet, whether it's their car or mm. someone else's car. And they blur, and they out, the, blur out the license plate. Yeah. I've done it before. I've uh, Speaking of like totaling out vehicles and, and whenever the Civic got totaled out, yeah, uh, got rear-ended. And so I was posting pictures of it yeah, because uh, it like folded that thing in half. And, yeah. uh, but I blurred out my uh, license plate that I was never going to use again either. Yeah, but why? <laughs> I, I have to know. ask you why. I don't know. Okay. Because I thought I see it, it might be an attack vector I hadn't thought of. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's what it is. People yeah. are like, I think that, you know, it's, I mean, I know it's not a social security number, but it right. is identifying. But the thing, I always see it and I go like, so what do you do when you like drive anywhere? <laughs> like, Right. Do you like you flip the guy off behind you and be like, "Hey, motherfucker, quit looking at my license plate." You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm on to you. You're gonna uh, impersonate me later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. That, that's kind of like the address thing. Like, obviously, that's been uh, public information since we've had phone books. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we yeah, the streets have names and the houses have numbers on them. Yep, it's deducible information. It does. Uh, and the mailboxes have your name on them. That's right. <laughs> so, it's all there. It's all there. And your credit card sitting in the mailbox. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, checkmate. I really hope uh, that this goes well for Tyrell. He's been waiting for this call from Alaska all day. Yeah. And he's out there. And uh, a little miffed that he didn't take the call on the podcast. Yeah. That was, uh, that was that's good content just bleeding into the air out there. Just getting used all up out there. But I hear him. I hear hushed voices in the hallway. I mean, he's it, still. It may, uh, or may not be going well. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to say. It's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very it's riveting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just normal conversation, it sounds like. Well, let's see. Let's talk about something technical. What though. does this have to do with software engineering, Alan? Oh, I think it the ties in there is, somewhere. I think that the answer is uh, that, well, it goes back to what I was saying. Um, we have a willingness to deal with randos on the internet, because mm-hmm. that's how we get our pull requests approved. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But also, also an immense skepticism yeah uh yeah i just i feel like our audience can relate to that yeah we all transact on the internet sure we've all showed up at a mcdonald's to for a a craigslist transaction feeling real unsure about your life choices that's why it's at a mcdonald's that's That's right well yeah 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 like uh no yeah because i won't give out my address on craigslist no that's a good idea that's a good that's a good rule yeah yeah craigslist is not your neighborhood facebook group i have i have done away with craigslist in my life yeah it's all facebook marketplace now that explains why tyrell had to sell his ram charger on craigslist Mm. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't going to do that on yeah. Facebook. I'm, but Facebook's way better. I can like you can vet people. You'll look at their profile. Can, and yeah, be like let me see a picture of you and your grandma from five years ago, and then we'll talk. But you know, I'm I'm the paranoid guy in this scenario. You don't have a Facebook either. No, and uh, and I don't transact on the internet like that. Oh, the only transactions I do over the internet are with a guy called Amazon. Well, okay. Uh, I certainly see, see Tyrell's in the place where there's like money being exchanged without a, a physical interaction. Yeah. So 
even when I buy shit mm. on Facebook Marketplace or sell stuff, we sell a lot of stuff because mm. um, we're in a perpetual KonMari um, cycle at home. Oh, we give stuff away usually. Yeah, if, if it's worth anything at all. We'll, see, we put free shit on Facebook too. Mm. Uh, Which is great. More like, direct way to do it. You know? Then it's just, hey, you want this? Yeah. Cool, come get it. Yeah. And, and you're not bringing any money, so I don't have any incentive to I'll, rob you. I will put it out on the curb exactly. for you. Exactly. I'm are not you even opening the door. Are you on your way? Yeah, don't All right, come I'll look. put it there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, but at least the exchange, the transaction, the money handover is never electronic in those situations. Mm. I'm dealing in cash. Yeah. Um, so I'm at least not getting screwed. But it doesn't mean that I don't feel like I'm going to get stabbed. Right. That's still a real possibility. And that's why I'm always like one angle, uh, you know, I'm just one one uh, degree removed from mm-hmm. the situation. Because, uh, you know, that's uh, I've participated in a, in a few of these uh, transactions, and I've gone along to maybe increase the numbers of not getting stabbed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good... That's, that's a my, good. That's, that's my a, duty in these situations. Pro tip, yeah, for negotiating a transaction like this. Bring, Although you probably don't need the tip because yeah. you don't do it. No, um, but you. Uh, but I. You I, have a, you have a price you're willing to pay. Yeah, and then you have the price you want to pay. Yes, you well, bring that, you bring enough cash for the price you're willing to pay, but you leave the difference between what you're willing to pay and you want to pay in the car. Mm. And you walk up to make the transaction with the price you want to pay, yep. and then you say confidently, mm-hmm. without a a moment of hesitation, "This goes beyond this the is, internet. Though. This is all the money I have on me," mm-hmm. and you mean it. Yep. And that works most of the time. Most of the time. When it doesn't, then you do the walk of the shame, where you go, "Well, uh, well, would you take whatever?" And they say, "Yeah, that's what I asked for," mm. and you go, "Okay, well." Let me go to my uh, glove box. Go to McDonald's. Where I, I have gonna, the exact amount of money. walk into yeah. this McDonald's and <laughs> walk back out. Buy dinner for yeah. my family, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I had to do that once with mm. a rolling TD4 drum kit. Um, but hey, shit happens. Yeah. So, um, in other news, uh, we write code sometimes. Sometimes we talk about it. Yeah. More often we complain about it, mm-hmm. even though we love it. No, that's the thing. True story. I I love to complain about things I love. Mm-hmm. And uh and and so we made a podcast about that. So um there's probably stuff I've done this week I could, you know, talk about. You you wrote a blog post this week. I did. Have we published Ooh, that? We haven't. Mm. I gotta make some revisions. Mm. Um get rejected. Yeah, well by your not, publisher. It did, kinda. <laughs> Uh, not not rejected. Just uh, just some uh, really just swapping um, swapping some content around. Like one one of the things, just a reorganization. Because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, cause I started out like uh, so the blog the blog post on Django channels. Yes, and so so I had done some like my writing style like that can tend to be I kind of battle like in between just super technical and then throwing some conversation like vernacular into the thing. And so it's a lot like this show. Yeah. 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 I re- and now exactly. I remember why we asked you on here. Yeah. And so I, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, and so that was, you know, swapping some of that around, but yeah, uh, did some Django channels as, as we've, uh, talked about before on the show. Um, and actually, uh, the, the blog post, it, it will be published. Uh, I'll work on that maybe next week, mm. uh, or okay. maybe over the weekend. And then, and then it'll maybe go out next week. There you go. But it's uh, that that idea came about on a podcast we were recording in Kansas City. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I wanted to uh, 
wanted to make that uh, come to fruition there, and we'd, we'd talked about that. And so then I went and did kind of another uh, Django Channels project. But the overall idea is to do something that's not a chat app. Not a chat. Not a chat app. Yep. There's so many of those tutorials out there, including on the Django Channels documentation. Chat apps are the to-do lists of async framework tutorials. They truly are. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. to-do lists are the MVC equivalent, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually a JavaScript framework Um Kind of, it's kind of like that's your front end sort of equivalent almost. Yeah, because the blog post goes way back to that's that's the good old. Oh, you, you give some history. Yeah, I yeah. can't wait to read it. Yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff. And yeah, it'll probably be published by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Commit, yeah. commit, Alan. Yep, will it be there when this episode's out? Is it live uh, now for yeah. our audience? Yeah, it'll be out. I like it. It'll be out. Good stuff. Yeah. I just got to swap a paragraph too around. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, hopefully people kind of find that useful. Just trying to, you know, I tried to share some stuff that I'd run into, uh, that wasn't real clear up front and I kind of had to go through the whole process and then go, Oh, that's what that's for. You yeah. read the source code, then try to, <laughs> there's a lot out. of reading the source code. Yeah. yeah. And then you've been working on, uh, our, our template, our, our app template project. Yep. Which is, um, it has uh, grown. It has. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. footprint is is pretty big. It's you know it's one of those things that it, it it sounds simple and then you're you're talking about it and and like oh man yeah we should do this because sometimes we start projects like that mm-hmm. and everything and then trying to account for every possible starting situation. We essentially design by committee. This, yeah, uh, yeah. This starter project, and that's how I'm a part of it too. They're like oh it'd be cool if it did that too and needs uh, Redis. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so that's uh, dealing with uh, dealing with all that, and then uh, Dockerizing it and all that. It's pretty slick. I mean, what you've from what I've seen so far, and and yeah. I know the 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 goal of where it gets there. But I mean, you start day one mm. with a Django backend. Mm. Um, the the uh, the front end is interchangeable. We haven't yes. started on that, but yeah. eventually there will be a, a, a view option or a React option for starting out with a Webpack config and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Right now, it's just a, a Django backend. You get you um, some some RabbitMQ, some Redis, mm-hmm. and uh, Redis po- is Postgres. Redis is the uh, is the uh, result backend of, of Celery, but it's, and you can also use it as Django's cache backend mm-hmm. as well as That's true too. Uh, session storage. Yeah, another cool spot for that. Yeah, and session storage you can kind of abuse to to do some stuff with or the cache. Yeah, yeah, cache storage. You can abuse the shit out of both of them. That's true. Um, yeah. Redis is ripe for abuse. It is uh, fast, fast as hell, and not guaranteed storage of your data. Yeah. You can, you can, you can do abusive things with that. It'll be there for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Well, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I don't think it's right guaranteed. No, uh, no, I don't think so. An acid compliant database is, but mm. definitely um, not. Yeah, and all of that running with Docker Compose and ready to slap into a Kubernetes environment and. Mm-hmm. and Go to town. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. So this week I've been working on the source project for it, and then uh, the next kind of step is to um, make it compatible with CookieCutter.py. Yeah. Uh, and so that'll that'll be tricky. Really going through there and making sure when you're kind of doing the checklist of yes, I want that. Yes, I want this, and how you want it configured. Uh, you know, it, as our project manager said, basically you're writing a choose your own adventure. Yes, and uh, but you have to write every possible scenario first <laughs> from yeah. scratch with with source code. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like uh, cookie cutter. Um, for anyone that's not 
familiar with it is a Python library equivalent to like Yaomin mm. um, yeah. in, in JavaScript, but, it, but essentially um, user-prompted templating of projects. So you build templates and uh, it goes all the way down into the contents of files, but the file names that can all be templated out. Yeah, even um, you know directories, existence thereof. Yeah, and, and so and you can like you give the user some choices of like, okay, you're starting a new project. Do you need do you know you want a REST API do you need or a REST GraphQL? Yeah, API? exactly. Like, and and yeah. depending on what you choose, it conditionally includes that template configuration code, and, and name then, your project and it comes out pre-configured and ready to run and, and ready to build build apps on top of yeah so the idea is to to cut down the uh startup time there quite a bit and then to be able to instead of going like oh yeah how do i do that i haven't done that in like six months right um to really just get into the meat of of this new exciting problem that you're right. trying to solve yeah get all the boilerplate out of the way provide yeah. consistency from one project to the that next too is really yeah. important you can Work security updates um, and and things like that directly in your templates. But every project starts out with all of your kind of uh, uh, processes enforced and 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 security rules enforced. Uh, and that you know, I, I, it occurs to me that that's not necessarily relevant to everyone's job in software development. If you work for a product company mm. and you're maintaining one product. Yeah, um, that's your template exactly. Yeah. And, or, or, or you're, or if you're doing microservices, but each one of those is is very independent. I mean, mm. maybe you have a starting point for some microservices, but uh, you're not necessarily, you know, implementing all of those things. One, but us being in services and consulting, mm. we start new projects all the fucking time. Yeah, internal ones, which I love. Facing ones, that, you know, that's I, why I'm in the business. Yeah, I get it, bored looking at the same busted ass code base for right? three years. There's an excitement. Yeah. that you get about starting up a new project. Totally, you know? I think everybody gets that. Mm-hmm. I think even if you work for a product company, yeah, you go home and start new projects. Yeah, yeah. more than likely, yeah. I can't speak for everyone, right? And I'm not going to gatekeep and say you don't love the craft if you don't. But most people I do that that really love software engineering are tinkering with side projects or just doing it for the the rush of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can relate that with a lot of things. Like back when I used to dabble in in music more, yeah. I would start writing songs yeah. all the time. I'd never yeah. fucking finish them. No, but I'd start them a lot. I'd I've I write finished, a chord progression. I finished quite a few. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's good to finish. It is. But I yeah. definitely enjoyed starting more than finishing. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I was definitely much more into it at the beginning. I'm and, sure I finished some, but it was you know at some mm-hmm. point it was kind of like powering through because I had some other melody in mind that I was ready to go explore that. Yeah, and it did not fit. The constraints of what I was already working on, right? And a lot of times, I would, I would, you know, and and how I start that can still kind of be the same sometimes with, with toy projects and stuff. But I like to; it's almost asynchronous. I'm like, cool, I started that. I know how that'll finish, right? But now I have a new idea, and I'm going to start that, and I'll come back yeah, when I'll I'm stuck on that. this one. I'll yeah, come back exactly. Down. And then that kind of that kind of helps though, because then you don't fully you lose uh, enthusiasm yeah. and, and everything. That's the other great thing about being on the services side of this business is, mm. again, if you get tired of looking at the same busted-ass code base, yeah. um, even if you're not starting something new, we usually have something else you can go look at. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go work on another project for a little while. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because we've got yeah, plenty of things that we've, we've started and, or, or um, we've launched but internally but needs improvement. We build a lot of mm-hmm. our own systems internally because... We have the luxury of being able to, yeah, and the hubris to think that we can do it better than 
Somebody's done it before. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, what's this time tracking shit? Why don't we pay five dollars a month for that? Yeah. Let's spend the next six months Ooh. building our own time track. Then we could sell it to other people. Yeah. 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 All that's, right. All right. Then well, we'll be I'm, a product company. Yeah. That's enough. That's all I needed to hear. Let's start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only, never had that conversation. Before. But you know, I, at the same time, there's been some off the sell, off the shelf uh, solutions out there because um, I've got a getter that I haven't checked in a while where I made a snarky comment. Hmm. About hmm, so this uh, there's a there's a attribute on a on a data model, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, we'll call it skew, okay, because that's what it is. Yeah, and so you got two separate models, but one of them, the limit is 128 characters for a skew, and then on another model, and and this would be the same skew on the other model. It's 48 characters. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So I, and yeah, I, and this is an open source project. I ask them about it. It's got it's in 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 that project's own internal code. Mm-hmm. It will copy the the data from from one of those database tables to the other in its own delivered quote unquote working code. Mm-hmm. It'll copy a field to another field, even though one field has a has a. Uh, a lower max length for the yeah. for the characters. Yeah. So, so uh, evidently nobody's really run into that some yet. Runtime errors there. Yeah. Um, yep. But you know this is uh, I've I've done that. Yeah. I've written that code. I've written that code several times. Mm. You know. Yeah. I mean, I really have. Like, I, I can think of that in several projects where I'm like, oh, that's dumb. Yeah. I never thought anyone would actually. You know, I totally could have. It doesn't and come up until w- someone abuses it. Until I was someone, afraid. Yeah. I was afraid I was the one that had done that too. Well, that's the first question I had for you. As soon when this as came I up. saw it, as soon as I saw it and saw the error that came over APM, I knew exactly what what the problem was. Yeah. I just didn't know if I had written it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when I found out I hadn't, oh, righteous fury just flowed through me. Skews are stock keeping <clears> units in in retail and e commerce. And uh, the first thing I said when you told me when it happened, and the smaller of the two skew limits mm-hmm. is 48 characters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, who the fuck's got a skew that's you know, 50, know. 50 letters long? Yeah. But it turns out it's just like the slugified, it's, the, it's, it's like the friendly description of the item slugified is the skew. I'm like, well, that's not what skews are for. That's exactly what it is. Give it a number, know. put some letters in there. Yeah, make if a random string yeah, or something. If there's a blue one and a red one in the ski with B or R, depending on which it is, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's the short-term solution. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell the client use better skews. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Yeah. You can enforce. And the best I can do. You can enforce the least common denominator on input, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And and so that's the best. The, uh, the database will accept more, but them. I will not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, the database may not care but this api does it certainly does and so we have to only use it now to create these records yeah so gotta remember that nice yep yep happens technical debt how does it happen code so that's uh that's a place where we've looked at and said yeah there's prior art but maybe we build our own our own starting e-commerce framework kind of one yeah that's kind of reinforced it that's we didn't get much out of an e-commerce framework for that project because the front end is a game yeah, it's not your typical storefront. There's no shopping cart component. The, the the transactions are atomic. Yeah, you click button, you get thing. Yeah, you can only buy one thing. Mm-hmm. And well, to not confuse the issue. Yeah, most of it's digital. Yeah, there's another aspect of that. But for the most part, you click button, you get thing. Yeah. And the getting of the thing is an API call to put a thing in a in a in, a, in some state somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, 
there's not conveyor belts aren't turning on and shit's not going in boxes. Nope, for the most part. Yeah, we uh, just we uh, we let Stripe check your uh, check your credit card. Yeah, and then we give you thing, give you thing uh, digitally. Mm-hmm. And so you know we we honestly didn't get much out of starting with like a traditional e commerce framework that's like we give you all these things for building your storefront. Like yeah, we don't have one of those. Yeah, where's your API? And they're like, oh, it's here. Uh, it's t- totally feature complete because uh, you you would need a storefront and all the conventional <laughs> things, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. yeah, so and there's just not a in in Django. Mm-hmm. Um, I am at a point where I don't believe there's a good one. There's yeah. not a good e-commerce framework for Django. You know, because you're going to have to deal with something. There's I, I have not found one. Oscar is old. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be framework ageist here. But no, Oscar but. is like Oscar's your dream e-commerce framework for building an e-com site in 2009. When it, it, yeah, where you know you're, you needed a payment uh, gateway. Yep, you know, got a tightly coupled with Google Bootstrap Google. two UI on top of it. You know, <laughs> and it integrates nicely with Google Payment Google, Gateway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and PayPal. Um, yeah. And so Oscar is kind of a non-starter. It's and it's like drops. Pretty much straight on top of Django admin. It's just cumbersome. Mm-hmm. No API in sight. Mm-hmm. Um, Sailor looks cool. Looks cool. Good uh, Good job on the marketing team there uh, of getting you excited about an open source framework because you see it and we saw it and we're like, holy shit. Yeah. This is amazing. GraphQL. It's just like it's React developer front porn end. Yeah. all over the place. Like, all. I'm going to build an e commerce site, but I'm going to fucking build it with GraphQL and mm-hmm. it's got a pre built like React components and all this. Shit that you you just get excited about, yep. and then I go to and it looks good. Like it, that's it's a, got a good design. Day on one, it. you're like, look what I did. Your front end's like a progressive web app. It's I like said Docker Compose up, and now you have an e-com site. That's right, and that's the only fucking way you'll get it to run <laughs> because it's all tightly coupled. Yeah, I got into it. I pulled it down. I'm like, yeah. Sailor, let's do it. I built an e-commerce site recently, and uh, just a personal one, and 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 I, I went to fire it up, and I was like, all right, step one, how do I install this shit? Start mm-hmm. me a Django project. All right, Django's running. Yep. How do I install Sailor? Import import Sailor, right? Yeah, right, totally. Yeah. Add that to the installed app, start mm-hmm. configuring some URLs, get this shit rolling, and then I get in there, and I go to the readme, and it's like, step one, mm. fucking fork the Sailor repository. Mm. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, this I have to a fork. Is this? Go? It's not. It's not What's a module it? that like can be installed in my framework. I have to actually fork the entire. It's it's an entire. Did you see me jump? <laughs> I did. You rolled scared, into that. You scared I scared yourself me. There. Yeah, I got. We gotta get. We gotta get a better studio. I know. Oh, this it, this is the part of the episode where we shame our oh, patrons. Oh, that's yeah. we should have done it earlier. I know. No new patrons this week. Mm. This what's, makes us sad and what's lonely. What's wrong with you? And I keep I'm rolling my I have my mic stand clipped to a chair and I rolled my chair into it. I think we should try a different ploy like each week from now on. So this is a guilt ploy or maybe a sympathy. I think we did a like, guilt ploy last week. Yeah, this is sympathy. We're sad and lonely and need more patrons. And our mics are clipped to chairs. I'm I'm constantly readjusting mine. I've gotten so good though that I can do it silently. Mostly, <laughs> yeah, uh, mostly yeah. uh, it actually just stays if I hold it here. Like there you this, go. You know, permanent adjustment. You've got a boom arm. It yeah. just happens to be your human arm. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Friday Afternoon Deploy. No, but I, 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 you have to fork it. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's like a pre-built project. And you fork it, and then you go into the, it's supposed to be a framework, right? It's supposed to be a framework for building e-commerce sites. What it is is a 
totally built and configured e-commerce site. And if you want to change it, you just go hack it on the source code. And mm. I was like, hang on a second. I went to their Gitter mm. as well. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what's the upgrade strategy here when you guys release security updates? Yeah. M- much less feature updates and stuff like that. But what about security updates? And like, no one from the core team responds for a couple days. And then someone comes in there and is like, oh, I'm... I rebase with master every morning as part of my workflow, and then that works great. I'm like, holy shit! Mm. No, this mm. is not. It's not how you develop software. Yeah. Like, it was such a non-starter. And then I got to reading the deployment stuff. You can run it locally with Docker Compose. I'm like, mm. that's great. How would I deploy it with Elastic Beanstalk mm. or Kubernetes? Or give me the constituent deployable units so yeah. that I can deploy it to any infrastructure that I want to build. And Help. the answer is like. Heroku. It's even. so easy to deploy. That's, that's all you have. Ah, you have Heroku. You just have Heroku. Here's how you deploy it on Heroku. Mm. Um, otherwise, you know, good luck. Um, mm. Which we could figure out. I'm confident that you could. Oh yeah, but I mean, but we would have to hack on it so much that, like, yeah, it, you know, and that's that's what we've run into uh, using this other off the shelf solution. We're just we've had to hack it so much to get it to work that it's unrecognizable from where it where it started. The you know? UI was. You know, React front end, which is true, but it's so tightly coupled to the implementation. They're like, indiv- it's not a spa. Mm. There's individual templates in Django that have just fucking React code dumped in the footer. Mm. And if you want to reskin it, you want to like template and retheme it. You don't want it to look like ba- it basically is an other. advertisement for that product. That like yeah. this is the Sailor demo site. You go to reskin it, and it's. Just, I mean, you'd have to modify hundreds of templates, and there's like. Very important components of how the shopping cart and like the buy buttons work mm. that are like built into those templates explicitly. So if you want to change the way variants work, you know, like a drop mm-hmm. down of t-shirt sizes or colors or something like that, right. that's great. You just need to go rewrite your own mm. React component. It's just not a framework at all. Yeah, right. Um, right. It, it's 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 a pre-configured project. It's a starting point that you can you can steal and start hacking on like which an I'm old sure, DHTML script from the yeah, from the early two thousands, yeah. you know? It uh which you know, I mean that sounds great if for whatever reason you just don't want to use Shopify or something. You know, because yeah. that's what I'm thinking, like why why not use Shopify? Oh, I want something custom that right. doesn't look like Shopify. Or, right. You know. And uh, yeah, so you have to kind of rewrite Shopify if you want to do that in that case. So I said, fuck it. Right. Tell us about that. I started, I just from scratch built an e-commerce site. I've never actually done that. Right. I've, I've built a lot of e-commerce sites on frameworks, uh, you know, just like everyone else. I've got WordPress skeletons in my closet. I've done shit with WooCommerce. Mm. Uh, I've used Django Oscar in the past. I've built shit with Magento. So I've mm. done e-commerce before. So I knew my way around what I was looking for for a basic site, the things mm. that I would need, some stuff that isn't necessarily like immediately evident if you start attacking that problem like any other custom software. Right. Things like, you know, you you can't you can't direct if you want to store orders in a database, you can't directly associate the line items of the orders with like the details of the products in your catalog because you need to be able to change the price of the item in your catalog, but your order needs to reference mm. the price that was paid at the time. Right. Right. You don't want to fuck and up all your, your old order data because you sa- changed it. So you can't have a direct, you have right. to like mirror it or whatever. And in the same vein, you can't, you can't delete a product like, Oh, what? Well, yeah, um, you wouldn't be able to delete a product if yeah. it were just a direct foreign key to your product table. Right. right. You, you have to store all of that in, in some sort of evergreen way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew things like that just from experience and, and got into it. And I built a fully functioning 
with a SPA on front with in VJS and, and API driven all the way down to credit card processing with Stripe and order fulfillment uh, in like two weeks. Mm. Two weeks in my evening time, just yeah, sitting yeah, on the right. couch. So sitting on the couch. Well, yeah, 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 Netflix was on in the background. I went pretty hard on it one weekend. Mm. Probably spent a full Saturday mm. on it. Yeah. And then you and I kind of paired on a, a couple things I was working out, yep. which were mostly just UI niceties and mm-hmm. figuring out weird shit with async and JavaScript. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do I make sure that this that I actually have the image before I display the image, those kind of things. Mm, yeah. But it wasn't bad. No. It's not a world-class e-commerce site. No. I, I wouldn't recommend Warby Parker just sell a <laughs> billion dollars worth of sunglasses through it um, without, without more reporting controls and things like that. But right. as far as like from a tech perspective, the stack is solid. Mm-hmm. REST API, single-page app on the front, it's super fast. And Deployed you know, with Docker. It's, right. I did it. And what what's exciting about it being minimal like that though is is building upon that you know it's easy I think that mm-hmm. you're not you're not having to go back and do some gymnastics around stuff that's already in place yep. that you didn't need anyway. So here's know. what it doesn't have right it it has it has a shopping cart with quantity management but it doesn't have any sort of inventory management mm. that's a big piece of e-commerce yeah that in theory the framework we chose for the app that we built mm. does have mm. although. I'm confident that when we began to explore it, we haven't needed to yet because our inventories are digital. Mm. But then the second we get in there, we're going to find out that it mm. doesn't work as advertised just because that has been every fucking stone <laughs> you turn over with this, this framework for the last six months is, yeah. is that way. Yeah. And so I'm confident that, that I don't know that there's a better solution out there. So it doesn't have inventory management. Mm. Uh, fulfillment is email-based right now. You, it, would, it, it would take more work to tie that into like a proper ERP system mm-hmm. uh, or something or a warehousing system. Mm. Um, it doesn't have stock management on top of the inventory, so things don't go out of stock. Mm. And it doesn't do variants. Mm. And that's probably pretty important. If you wanted to sell multiple sizes and colors of something yeah. and have different photos, so that when you change the color, you see the different color. There's a lot of stuff it doesn't do, but it's, right. it's basic, but it works. And honestly, like, and I'm, uh, I'm not saying that to say, like, oh, I did it in two weeks. Yeah. I was really shocked um, because it just seemed like so much more work. Yeah. And, it, and that's why I've always reached to a pre built e commerce solution rather than building one from scratch. It but seems it wasn't that intimidating. Bad. Wasn't you know, that bad. Yep. Seems, it seems intimidating to to start because um, you think about like all the all the stuff out there, right? That you know, I'm thinking of like when you're dealing with money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dealing with money is a lot more scary in software than what we normally deal with, which is just data entry. Yeah, <laughs> and like when the client calls and said, "Hey, I typed in the letter A, and what came back was the." Two letter A's and like, oh, that's a bug, no big deal. Yeah. But when I type we'll, in we'll get that twenty dollars and it comes back with two thousand dollars, that's kind of a problem. That's yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> and I think dealing with money is is up there with dealing with time zones. Like those those tedious. two things. Yes. Very tedious. I had I had some floating point problems. Right. Because um, that's not actually how money works. And that is something I anticipated, right? right that's something right. I knew. And so I was dealing entirely with decimals on the back end mm-hmm. so that we didn't have floating point problems. My problem came from sending decimals to the front end mm-hmm. and dealing with said decimals in JavaScript where they immediately came back to floating point. Mm-hmm. You know, JavaScript's interpretation of the data it was getting was 
just treating it as floating point numbers. Yeah. So I get some shit where I'd like add quantities and your shopping cart would have $199.66666, you know, like yeah. uh, some, some floating point rounding off by a tiny fraction problem. Yeah. They, you know, and the, you can run into the same thing with uh, time zones, it, especially if you were trying to um, represent a certain time zone and then where you're accessing it from with your browser isn't in that time zone. Right. It's really hard to get the browser to try to do what it's not, you know, yeah. what, it, what it's not designed to do. Dealing in server time is relatively easy. Yeah. Storing everything at the server level and in, 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 uh, as long as you use UTC, UTC you or can GMT. convert it to whatever. Right. And, and the browser will take UTC data and convert it to local time zone. That's yep. a little bit, you have to test that and it tends to be a little more tricky, but it's not too bad. But definitely I'm sitting in Colorado right now and, and I for whatever see... reason, I need this app to tell me it's happening at this time, central time. Yeah. That's where you have a fucking problem. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you're, you know, the, JavaScript's trying to be helpful, and, yeah. and that built-in date object's trying to be helpful. And shit, I think even Moment kind of functions that way, too. Right, that, right. That it'll try to convert it to your locale time. I remember, um, <laughs> I remember having a problem on an app that we built with time zones. It was a re- re- uh, social media reporting yeah. app. I, re- I remember when you encountered said problem. And I, I sitting down with the client and trying to explain time zone math to them <laughs> because the problem was we got data in it actually wasn't in UTC, but mm. the source data from some service we were pulling data from wasn't UTC, but that's fine. We converted it to it right. to work from a common ground because we had data from other sources too. Um, and then the request was to show it in the local time zone. Mm. And a combination of three things happened. Number one, they went to our app and they pulled a report for everything that happened in the month of August and said, how many clicks did I have? Some big aggregate number for the whole month and they got a number. Hmm. And then they went to the source data, the other app hmm. of the data came in and they pulled the same report and they said, the numbers don't add up. Hmm. And I'm like, well, you get clicks all day, every day, every hour of the day, mm-hmm. and that's the month of... It was off by a very small number, mm. but they were like, your math's not right. I'm like, no, it is, but mm. that data that you pulled it from is in Pacific time, and August Pacific time doesn't include this you know, two-hour block of right. central time data. Uh, or maybe I got that backward, but you know what but, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah there was an offset there because the source data was, in a, it was presenting it in the source data's time zone. Um, and then you know we pulled it up in our app, and that was different. I was like, "That's the difference." And he and was like, "And I feel like people start to think of like office space in that moment. Of yeah, like, wait a minute, this is a this is off by fractions of a penny. If we add that up, yeah, like yeah, that'll yeah. add up over like, time. No, it's only instantaneous in every report that you pull that all of the data is accurate. Like the integrity of the data is all there. It just happens to be a tiny." one hour sliver at the beginning and end of every report that you pull that's going to fluctuate depending on what time zone you're in. Unless, I said, would you like me to just have all the data always in Pacific time? Hmm. And then all your reports will be the same. Like, no, I want the reports to be the same no matter what time zone you're in. I'm like, Mm. well, okay, would you like it when you tell month of August that the parameters that you're filtering by are always in one time zone rather than that? 
And he's like, I just want everything from that day. And I'm like, you don't understand. It's a... That day is subjective. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Depending on where you're standing on the face of the earth at any given moment, it's a different day in two places, Mm -hmm. you know? And and that wasn't happening. So I finally got them in agreement with, we're in Central Time, the, the Central Time report and the thing that got that. And then I got a call like a week later and I'm like, he was like... I was just talking to one of our uh, one of our affiliates, and they've got a different problem. They're seeing a totally different number, and I'm like, okay, what number are they seeing? And so I'm pulling it up. And I'm like, well, I don't. How would they get that number? Okay, and so I'm looking. They, it, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't add up. And then I go to log into the account, and they're fucking in the Eastern Time Zone. They had an affiliate not in Central Time. I'm like, God damn it. They're in a different time zone too. <laughs> you know, you like, I thought it, I assumed yeah. it was a local affiliate. Yeah, and uh, it just they they never got it. Mm. I think we that we finished that project, and, and I think that they were a little bit frustrated over that whole piece. And I don't think they ever. They probably still think that we fucked that up. Yeah, uh, that's frustrating. Man, I could not explain. I could not explain time zones to that person. Yeah, um, you know, time, time. I'm going to go deep here. Time, time is relative. Ta- exactly. <laughs> yeah, time is uh, scientifically difficult to understand. You yeah, know? and and then you throw in our our stupid human constructs on top exactly. of it. Like, Time zone. We tried to put walls on a continuous thing. Uh, yeah, put, yeah, exactly. Make it it's fluid fit into one bucket. It's a you know? fluid thing that flows like it ebbs yeah. and flows, and we're like, uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a bucket. Wait, why is that bucket not the same as that bucket? I I hate dealing in time zones for real. That is yeah. one of the worst problems. You know, there's that that um, that saying that's like the three hardest things in computer science are naming things and off mm. by one errors yeah or something to that effect yeah time zone time zone logic needs to be in it there for sure there. yeah yeah definitely well i mean that's- there, there are four there are four major problems the four hardest things in computer science are time zone errors uh naming things and off by one errors yeah for sure and, and you know and i mean and time zones is really just one facet of time itself that which obviously is a problem because that that was the whole uh issue with y2k right right like uh just eventually the computers will just start over again right they'll think it's the beginning of time so we have a new y2k coming i haven't read about this recently either people think people have been thinking about it i forget when it's coming i'm afraid this one's going to get us because we're all like whatever y2k right but that don't, didn't happen so it's uh what is it it's like um it's the actual it's unix timestamps, yeah which are an integer of seconds going back to the unix epic which is january 1st well, depending on what fucking time zone you're in, it might be Damn. December thirty first, nineteen sixty nine. But <laughs> yeah. it, totally, when Case you convert point. when you convert the year the zero timestamp, depending on your local time zone, so you either see nineteen sixty nine or nineteen seventy. Um, but that is stored as an integer, hmm. and at some point, we're going to have an integer overflow mm-hmm. um, for. I, I forget how many bits. It just depends on how you store your integer. Yeah. So anytime that you have, you can a, have a yeah, there in in you know again, I can't remember if it's thirty two bit integers, it's right. two point nine billion or something like that. Because we have the luxury of of dealing with a higher level language usually, right? We don't have to think in such things. But our databases constrain us. Yes, they do. And so that's what happens, right? Is if there are places where you know, depending on what database you're using, mm-hmm. um, if you used an integer rather than a Big int, yeah, um, and in a whole lot of statically typed code. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're using some form of integer, 
um, that that is not a large enough type of integer to hold a big enough number, mm. there is a coming point where you're going to have an integer overflow in a Unix timestamp, and I forget what year it is, but yeah. like um, you know, computer scientists have looked at that, and at least some people looked at that and said like. This is actually like way bigger and worse than than Y2K was. Yeah. Because that's what we're actually any software that's doing anything substantial is actually working in timestamps. Mm-hmm. Anything that like was storing a two-digit year was just for printing the fucking year out on a form. Yeah. It wasn't actually doing any real math in the software. It was right. just like, "Oh, look, it says 1900 on my on my credit card statement yeah. instead of 2000." Nothing crashed over that. Mm, no, the you know, cuz yeah, like you said, nothing's getting calculated off of that. Yeah. That could be, you know, kazoo, green kazoo. And it just rolled over. Computer. It's Shit the went same from thing. 99 to 00, zero mm. and it wasn't a big deal. Right. But in this case, this is like a an integer overflow in statically typed languages is a runtime error. Yeah, it is something not caught by a compiler that is going to explode. In my tinkering, it's going I to have, crash. I have encountered, you know, you know, I have encountered it not with timestamps and stuff, but just as runaway for loop will do. Made it. me go, yeah, and made me go look up. Wait, what big big integer? What's mm-hmm. that? Like, wait, I mean, yep. yeah, and that's yeah. why, right? And yeah. so, so some people believe that that will be much more troublesome because. Mm. Um, that makes sense. It, it will cause it will cause it will cause uh, software to crash. Like yeah, really, truly crash, crash. Because I remember, I remember having Y two K explained to me, probably by by my dad, mm-hmm. and like my naive sixteen year old brain being all like, "But wait, like, yeah." So ninety nine. I'm pretty sure the computer doesn't really give a damn. Right. Like, it'll just right. be like whatever. It's year zero. I don't care. Yeah. Like and just keep doing the thing. And yeah, that's pretty much what happened yeah it is <laughs> it is like the the on it the example i gave was like i remember seeing that on the news and people mm-hmm. being like well it wasn't as bad as we expected but check this out the residents of a local water company saw the year 1900 as the due date on their bill <laughs> yeah. and that was it yeah that was yeah. the extent of it like ha ha him and hawing on the news yeah and one asshole going to court saying like i can't this statute of limitations up on this bill <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like nothing of any substance wait oh we got an update wait, 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 we got down. an update we we got an update. Like we got an update. What did you say? Breaking news. I'm busting in like Kramer. Okay. Breaking news. All right, Breaking Kramer. news. All right. You, so you were on the phone with Alaska. Yes. Is the CIA the CIA in the story? <laughs> <laughs> That's where we left off. Dun, dun, dun. The CIA is most likely the last, note the keyword, last customer service representative at Wells Fargo that I spoke with. Mm. Oh. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Paul calls. Uh-huh. That guy. Uh, that guy. Ah, first that, name. That Paul, guy calls. Paul, Paul calls. Paul stupid guy. <laughs> and we talk. <laughs> I mean, Paul stupid guy. Talk uh, for a while. And he's just like, oh, yeah, so-and-so. And he knows wait, him. He, wait, he called you, though. Yes. Mm. I called him first. Yeah. Okay. That's in my message. So did he's he returning call, your call. But did he he's call you back call. From, a, from a number? Same number. Okay. okay. All right. I'm just making sure. Because yeah. so, no, I can pick up the phone got, and tell you I'm yeah. Paul Stewart. I've got, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So I've got I a letter I love that he knows that guy, though. What? I love that he knows that guy. He's like, oh, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've got twelve well, people well, he's in our the, town. Well, right. Well, he's the business director. <laughs> yeah. At this place. yeah. Thankfully, we can basically say everything about this guy because he's an, an enigma online, and you have no idea how to verify that he actually works there. Yeah, I do because I've had to do it now. So he, I've got a letter with his name and his phone number and his signature and all the fancy letterheads and all this stuff, I'm certifying like, okay. that the check is yes. good. He's just right? like, hey, buddy. Uh, 
I, I'm as the, as this person's banker. I can verify that he had the money. We let him give it to you. It's gone now. It's yours. Mm. I was like, that sounds awesome. If you are who you say you are, mm-hmm. so I call and I'm just like, hey, <laughs> who do I you just, work for? <laughs> I just got this Paul, letter, stupid guy, from potentially you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about yourself. <laughs> Literally anything I can verify on the internet. <laughs> That's what I'm telling this guy. I'm like, yeah. I sound like a madman. Yeah, no, this is some and Pepe I, Silva shit I, right here. <laughs> and I will admit that I sound like a madman. But this is what I need from you, Paul. If you are Paul. If you're the, if, if you're the Paul you say you are, Mr. Paul. Stupid Guy, if that's your real name. <laughs> exactly. And so finally, and I'm just like, dude, I've tried to, I was like, this sounds crazy, but people can fake who they are on the internet. And I was just like, I'm sure if you are who you say you are, you're a very reputable and outstanding citizen, but I can't guarantee that. And he's just like, I understand. I totally get it. And I'm just like, good. I'm glad you do. Cause I sound like an idiot right now. And you're super patient with me. Uh, I have a higher respect for all Alaskans through mm. this process. Yeah. Nonetheless, yeah, very yeah, patient, very people. patient yeah. people through my just, well, like, it's those ramblings. long winters. <laughs> it instills patience and the, so the two week delivery window from yeah. Amazon so, so Paul says tell you what you can do you can call he's like find the 800 service number on wellsfargo.com call them up ask them to verify my employment they can they can do that they've got Ooh. we've got an internal system they can Ooh. look me up and, and what was funny was like I, I said uh, before that I was just like can you I was like I've looked up the branch that you work at We've I'm gonna seen call the pictures. I'm gonna on the call the here. phone number. I was like, I'm gonna call the phone number. Can you answer that phone, or can you have someone answer that phone and hand it to you? And he's just like, Well, I'm actually not at the office. I was like, Of course you're not. Yeah, <laughs> the smoking and, gun. And I was yeah. just like, I, and, I, and he's like, But they, I mean, if you if you ask them, they can totally tell you I work with them. I was just like, They never answer the phone. I was like, He's like, Yeah, they probably don't. It's like, because they're eating all the lollipops while we're all out. <laughs> <laughs> so eating all lollipops and popcorn because it's Friday. <laughs> so I I call the eight hundred number. He tells me this like just tell him to verify, and he's just like, be sure they spell my name right because mm. I've had someone try and verify me before and they weren't able to verify me. Yeah, it's like and, the French spelling it, of stupid guy. Right? Yeah, and uh, and I was like, okay. So I call <laughs> I I call one guy one person. He's just like, yeah, I'll transfer you. Uh, and he, he transfers me and rings and hangs up. Call another guy and he's just like. We don't do that. I was like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Mr. Stupid Guy. Mr. Stupid Guy says told I can me talk you'd to you. say that. And then and 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 also the person who hung up on me said he was sending me to do that. So you either can do that or you're all a bunch of dirty liars. You're all in on this to get my RAM charger. <laughs> and so <laughs> that dude gives me a website and it's like a professional service, like, hey. Pay five hundred dollars a year to look up people who oh, make sure they actually work places. And that was just and, a dick move. And, well, yeah. it, apparently he it's the sent only you thing. to Spokio. Yeah. <laughs> Theworknumber.com. The you, you've been to Spokio. You've tried to look up a cell phone oh, number that God, called yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> so he sends me to theworknumber.com, and I, I, I like. Rage internally. I called the phone number first. This was the most honest telemarketing, uh, like a computer phone number ever. It's like it was an old sounding man, so uh-huh. it was even more appropriate. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, "Welcome to so and so. If you'd like to do this, say this." And then it's just like, <laughs> and then you finally get somewhere, and it says, uh, "Oh, okay. Well, 
be sure to not be using speakerphone or on a cell phone. Mm. <laughs> and it was just like, and it was just like, basically, like the computer kind of said, "I'm kind of tinnyered." Because <laughs> I proceeded to say a thing, and it was just like, "What number did you say?" And I was like, "For the love," and I hung up. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to speak up. I have You'll have to. You'll have to speak into my good ear. Move the phone from one ear to the other, and speak into my good ear. <laughs> So I go to the website, and of course the website's like, "Hey, pay for an account." Mm. I'm like, "No." So I call back a third time, mm. and I get I get a dude that's as distrustful as I am. He's like, "Hey, this is Joe." I'm like, "Hey, Joe, this is what I need." And he goes, "I'm not going to do that." <laughs> Who are you? I'm going to need to see some credentials. <laughs> He's like, Can I verify you on the internet? You should have sent him to Spokio. <laughs> or, uh, so, so this guy, he's just like, he's like, you register an account already. Let's just take it out and trade. No one loses any money here. It'll cancel out. So, so this guy, he, uh, he says, so what's going on? And he's, I was just like, I need to verify that someone, uh, says that that someone that says they're a Wells Fargo employee is a Wells Fargo employee. And there's like, where'd you meet him? I, was like, I haven't <laughs> on the it. internet. That's why I need to verify. I never wanted him, to say the internet because I'm pretty sure this dude would have been like, "What? Hang up." <laughs> yeah. And so I was just like, "I said he called me. <laughs> he uh, is the business manager of an account for a, and one of his clients and I are doing business, and he's verifying something that his client told me in relation to our business agreement. But I need to verify that he." Is actually a Wells Fargo employee. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, okay. And he's just like, give me his name, give me uh, where he works. And he's, I'm just like, such and such branch, such and such. And he's like, okay. And I'm typing. He's just like, all right, I'm gonna put you on hold. And I'm just like, oh, thank God, it's gonna work. And then like, as I'm sitting there, I'm just kind of thinking, and I'm just like, wait, he's just gonna verify that this guy works for this company. But he's not going to verify that like, you talk to him, right? Or, or that like oh. any of the information he gave is accurate. Yeah. Like if that guy yeah. made a fake letter and put his personal cell phone number on there, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, and said I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm Paul, yeah. stupid guy, yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh crap! So the guy, like, <laughs> the guy's like, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't get a hold of the people just yet. Give me a minute. They're not answering. The and phone. he goes back. Well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so then like it was during the second whole time that I came to that realization of I still can't trust this if he says yes this guy works here because I don't know that that's the guy I spoke with so I'm like oh no he had to be like, so that guy, what's your name so the guy comes back on <laughs> yeah. and he's just like he says uh, uh, he's like I'm, they're still not answering I was just like what and he's just like yeah I'm calling them but they're not answering and I was just like well when you get them can you get can you ask them for a phone number like any phone number to call this guy. He's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just like, wait, what? And he's just like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just calling the, the bank. You can call the bank. I'm just like, why are you calling the bank? I just tried to call the bank. <laughs> he's like, they're not answering. I'm like, I know. <laughs> and uh, I was like, they said that you have an internal system to use. And he's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's the system that you're talking about. He's like, I can't go into that system for you. And I'm just like, oh, he said you could. He's just like, well, I can't. And I'm just like, uh, 
I was like, well, and, and at this point, like we're kind of mad at each other, but we completely understand each other. Right. Like right. I was like, I'm done doing business with you and you're understandably done talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just end this here. Thank you for making all the effort that you could and still accomplishing nothing. Yeah. And, and being justifiably frustrated and tired of me as the person who called you. And so we ended like on good, like Kurt terms, just like, Hey, hey take off. And he's just like, yeah, you too. And so that and got done. He successfully defended a pin test on behalf of Wells Fargo. Right. And so they're yeah. doing well over yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is all an elaborate pin test. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, he, he knocked it out of the park. Uh, <laughs> and then, so then I'm just like, I got to go back to calling this bank. And I call the bank and Randy answers. <laughs> I'm just like, Randy, where the fuck are you been, like, Randy? Where are you at? Where, I was like, hey, do you work at this bank? She's like, yes. I'm just like, do you work with this guy? She's like, yeah, he works here. I was like, Give me a number. <laughs> and she's just like, I was like, it doesn't have to be a cell. I'm not asking for his contact info. Like a personal, just like his office number. She was like, sure. She gives me his office number. It's the number I called. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, so it's resolved. It's resolved. Then. Uh, that is so cathartic. And man, I felt like a crazy, I felt like a crazy person the last 12 hours with all this. It's yeah. been, it's been nuts. And I mean, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless I've still got the a guy him. that you're buying that you're selling the Ram charger to is in 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 janitorial services for that Wells Fargo bank, mm. and he was able to get into Paul's stupid guy's office, get some of his letterhead, get some of his letterhead, and get the number, and answer the call when you called mm. and say, "Yeah, I'm Paul, stupid guy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been working here for. It's gonna be another two years. weeks. It's gonna be another two yeah. weeks. He's like, I'm Paul stupid guy. We've had his business. We've had so and so's business for seven years. Oh yeah, we, he's on vacation. He's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Pr- uh, presumably, someplace warm. Yeah, that's where people vacate. Mm-hmm. Not in the summer, though. The jig is mm. up. I feel yeah. like he'd run away in winter. Uh, I, now, I, I now return to no longer. Okay, but, never mind. But never in mind. Alaska, okay. but in Alaska, I now no longer you'd trust probably Alaskans. just go anywhere warmer. <laughs> You know? I'm, I'm tired of trusting Alaskans now. I, I Alaska really has a, has a heat wave right now. That made the news. Okay. I think that right. I think that dispelled my conspiracy. What is it? The fact wave that Alaska. What does an Alaskan heat wave look like? It's it's actually a big deal hmm. uh, because no one in Alaska has air conditioning. Oh shit! That's the thing you don't Wait, do because you don't need so it. So you're telling me this global warming thing might be a real thing? Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I have to go. <laughs> I'll channel. I'll channel my. Um, oh, you really are going. I do, I, I'm yeah, sorry. Here. I do really have to go. Well, you gotta. You gotta get that thing in a in a fucking cardboard box. Yeah, I gotta, so, I gotta, yeah. I gotta yeah. put that truck in a shipping. <laughs> yeah, 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 good luck. You're gonna need a lot of. Uh, hey, I really recommend a UPS flat rate box. Yeah, uh, it's the right way to go Just when shipping a put, a, put it under a, the a tire two ton vehicle. Yeah, it. and you're gonna need a lot of packing peanuts. <laughs> yeah. I should do that. Fill I the cab. Fill the cab. Packing yeah. peanuts and be like, hey, I want to make sure it was, it was <laughs> didn't well want to damage, man. Yeah. I didn't, didn't want to damage in transit. I, no, no. You and you and Paul went through so much trouble. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you on Monday. See ya. See ya. Um, yeah. So so uh, so that's uh, that's come to resolution now. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. No, the channel. Uh, nothing technically to this podcast. Today. Oh, oh we, none of us we did. Didn't either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. For those of you who stuck around and wanted to hear something about Python, you got an absolutely engrossing story. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Nothing yep. technical for you today. No, that was the conspiracy, is the but, bait and switch, as it hey, turned out. Yeah, there was no. There was yeah. no we no, talked a little bit. Way about more entertaining than one of our food podcasts, though. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, a much more entertaining uh, tangent. You asked about global warming. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, yes. Coming uh, back. To channel uh, some of my relatives that I associate with at, at the <laughs> at the tent pole uh, mm. holidays of the year, <laughs> the, the Thanksgivings <laughs> and Christmas, if you will, uh, it snowed somewhere. Ah. So therefore, that's not real. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how. It's cold. It was cold last week. It's Antarctica How, still yeah, frozen. That's right. I bet. I saw ice on the news. I, I actually don't even believe in Antarctica, Checkmate though. science. Sorry. the earth is flat. <laughs> We've turned off all of our Alaskan uh, audience and all of our conspiracy theorist audience and um, all of our uh, science uh, and climate yeah, denier audience. Yep. So. Well, I was really, you like I was show, really looking forward to keeping all of them. Be sure to mash that unsubscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you think the earth is still flat. <laughs> we managed to go over time and not talk about software much at all. Well, we did a little bit, so that's good. Well, the, the, the deal is that we do an hour of software development. Hey, so here's the clever we'll thing. We'll be here until 8 o'clock tonight. Here's the, <laughs> <laughs> here's the clever thing that ties it all together, though. Oh, let's hear okay. it. Okay. Basically... Commerce over the internet is hard. Oh, 100%. 100%. You're welcome. That is the subject of today's podcast. What a parting gift, Alan. <laughs> I'm going to go home mm, and me. transact with regular people in the physical world. Yes. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to Friday Afternoon Deploy, recorded and produced by the team at Lofty Labs. If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to future episodes via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow at Friday Deploy on Facebook and Twitter for episode previews, live streams, and other behind-the-scenes peaks. Past episodes and show notes on this episode can be found at friday.hirelofty.com. That's friday.h-i-r-e-l-o-f-t-y.com. If you'd like to contact the show, or if you're local to the Northwest Arkansas area and would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at podcast at hirelofty.com.